Tonight I want to talk to you about the call. Everybody say the call. Everybody is called by the kingdom of God. Everybody has a calling. Everybody is called to be a light. How many of y'all are glad you're salt and light in the earth? And, uh, but I want to talk to you about the call. As a church, our job as, a, as the body of Christ is to raise up and train others. The ministry is to train others to do the work of the ministry. And our job is to train people to go out and make a difference in this world. I want you to know something right now. I believe Trinity is making a difference. I remember years ago, Pastor Eddie, we were praying in the old building down below. And uh, he came out one day, Danny Johnson, who was our youth pastor, myself, and uh, Pastor Eddie. This was before we had a lot of people coming. There were probably about 300, maybe 350 people who were coming. And uh, I remember him saying, boys, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I want Trinity to be a lasting work until I come. Well, you know, we don't know when Jesus is coming. We believe the time's drawing near. We're not really sure when it will be. No man knows the day or the hour, but here's what I do know. As long as we're doing the will of God, as long as we're willing to let God take the lead and order our steps right, how many of you believe that when Jesus comes back, he'll find Trinity to be a vibrant work in the earth? making a difference right here in the Upper Cumberland. And so as a church, that's our job. Train others to take the good news of Jesus to our friends, our family, our community, our city, our state, and then out into the nations of the world. And that's what SUM does. SUM is a training ground. It stands for School of Urban Mission. It's a Bible uh, school and theological seminary. And so we're called to do that. Jesus, as a matter of fact, look at this in Matthew 28, 18. You can watch the screen. Matthew 28, 18. Notice what he said. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Everybody say all authority. I want you to know Jesus is empowering us. The same authority that God empowered him with is now being given to us, the church, the body of Christ, so that you and I can go out and do the works of Jesus. All right. Now that may not excite you, but that excites me. That means when I lay hands on people because I'm a believer and I'm anointed by the spirit of God, Every believer who is uh, born again has been anointed by the Spirit of God. We can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Everybody say shall. See, you have to understand the word is true. And so Jesus said, this authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore, that's him releasing us to go do what he did. He said in John's gospel, he said that uh, the works that I do, you'll do and greater works than these. How could you do anything more greater than what Jesus has done? Well, let me tell you how. It's because there are larger numbers of us. When Jesus was on planet earth, he was the body of Christ. One person, the embedded, the entire body was embedded in him. But when he left and went to heaven, he dispersed it to every born again believer. You and I have been anointed by measure by the spirit of God. And we are now the body of Christ operating right here on planet earth. If you're excited to be in that body, say yes. Yes. And he said, go make disciples of all nations. He didn't say go make converts. We got a lot of people want to make converts. Listen to me. It's not about making converts. It's about making disciples. People who look like, talk like, walk like, and act like Jesus. Can you say amen? And so go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. So as long as this age exists, the, the Spirit of the Lord is going to be with us. Jesus is going to be empowering us. And so this is the call of every believer from the Lord Jesus Christ. No one 
Everybody say no one. No one has an excuse to not be salt and light in the earth. No one has an excuse for not witnessing to someone else to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. So we all do it. How do we do it, Pastor? We do it by our lifestyle. Sometimes we get to speak words, but listen to me. Your life says more. How you live says more about the God you serve than any words that you're ever going to speak. And so it's important that we, we make sure that our life lines up with the Word of God. Your life, your witness, your mouth, and actions are all supposed to display the life of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3, 2, look at what it says. This is a powerful piece of Scripture. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and what? Read by all men. Known and read by all men. In other words, saints, people are watching us. I want all these young people. i got a lot of young people over here tonight. People are watching you at school. All right? They know where you go to church. They know if you believe God or not. Listen to me. Don't give people a reason to mock the body of Christ. Let's walk in an upright manner. Doesn't mean we're better than everybody else. Everybody good with that? We are righteous because we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. All right? And so, it. you know what? I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm just excited. When I was at Ole Miss, that's where I got saved. When I was at Ole Miss, man, we rocked the campus. We, we were going to do whatever we could to be salt and light in the earth. So tonight, I want to look for just a few moments at the life of Jeremiah. And let's glean what we can about the specific call of God that Jeremiah had and how it relates to us today. We have a young man who believes he's called by God to go into the ministry. And so he's come and he's trained through SUM. Started out with the Louisiana cohort. Now he's finishing up right here in All Good, Tennessee. And so Gunnar Franks is, is going to receive his bachelor's degree here in just a few minutes. He's already been conferred that by the university and uh, because he's met the requirements. But tonight it becomes official. And he's called to the ministry for such a time as this. Listen, I want to say this. Ministry is not for the faint-hearted. All right? It's not for the faint-hearted, nor is it for those who think it would be an easy profession to pursue. I want to tell you right now, if you're not called by God, stay home. <laughs> Draw unemployment. Okay? I'm just giving you a good heads up. All right? That's all. The call consists of three things. Everybody say three. Three. three things, three elements we want to see. These three elements are number one, it must be a definite call. Number two, it, it's going to be a difficult call. And number three, it, it will have to be a divine call. Those are the three things that I want you to see here tonight. And listen to me, when we have those three things at work, I want to know there could be a fourth thing added, and that is, it's a rewarding call. There's nothing like doing the will of God. Number one, the call must be definite. Jeremiah chapter 1. Everybody get your Bible out. Go to Jeremiah chapter 1. It's in the Old Testament. Some of you still got pages stuck together. You get it out. If you don't have your Bible, look up here on the screen with us. But I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures here. I want you to see this. This is actually in Jeremiah. We're just going to read one on this part. But we're going to read down through Jeremiah as well as a couple other places. You know me. We can't just stop at one place. So watch what he says. Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb. I knew you. How many of y'all are glad God knows you personally? I want everybody in this house to understand that God knows you. You're not distant to God. 
I know people write songs about God being distant. I want you to know something right now. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is not a distant God. He is up close and personal, living within us through the Spirit of God. And so he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Now watch this. I ordained you, Jeremiah, a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah was called by God. There was a definite call upon his life to be a prophet for the Lord to the nation of Israel in the nations of the world. He would speak to kings and stand before kings. He would stand before important persons in cities and prophesy whatever God had for him to say. So he received a definite call. Everybody say definite. God himself ordained from the time that he formed him in the womb that he would be a prophet. I want you to know, we don't need to take the call of God lightly. That call is not something that just showed up one day. What happened to us is we were in darkness and once we got born again, then the call of God became alive, but it was there all along. When God formed us, the call was there. Now for me, I know it was there as a kid, I thought I'd be a Catholic priest all my life. That's why I'm wearing this robe today. Not really. But I grew up Catholic. I thought I'd be a priest. I used to practice communion with my sisters and my brother, giving them Lay's potato chips. Because you know, nobody can eat just one, all right? But if you've ever had a communion wafer, how many of you know one is all you want? Sometimes those things don't taste so good, like paper getting stuck up in the top of your mouth. But I believed all my life that I would be in the ministry. Only thing is, I didn't know anything about Jesus and I didn't know anything about the call of God until I got born again. But Jeremiah had an encounter with God. Luke chapter four and verse 18, the call of Jesus. He says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty those that are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus had a call on his life. He was Messiah. He is the son of God. He laid aside his deity and came in the form of a man. So God filled him with the Holy Ghost. The same way you and I are filled, it's the same way Jesus is filled. The same way he is anointed, it's the same way we were anointed, ladies and gentlemen. And so we were called to preach the gospel. What about the apostle Paul? The Bible says, Paul, an apostle, I'm reading out of the book of, uh, I believe it's out of the book of Galatians, but I, I can't remember. He said, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through men, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father. See, there's a definite call. I want, you to, I want to say this to you with all sincerity. You are not called into the ministry by people. If you are called in the ministry by people, listen to me, when it gets hard and tough and gets tough, you're going to fall to the wayside because there's nothing to fall back on. You won't remember the day God spoke into your heart and told you and begin to reveal what it is he wants you to do with your life. You'll quit. I know that's true. I faced a lot of tough times and there were times I laid on my couch and cried and told God I wanted to quit, but you can't quit because there's a definite call. What about Peter? Second Peter chapter one, verse one says, Simon Peter, a bond servant and an apostle 
of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. He was appointed by God, not by men. Men select things, men run things, listen to me, and it is corrupt. When God empowers people, it doesn't mean that people can't corrupt themselves, but when God empowers us, we're empowered by righteousness to preach a righteous gospel, to live a righteous life, and listen to me, to share this good news with other people. We're called by God, and it's a definite call. These men and others had a definite call on their lives to do great exploits for God. Gunner believes he's called, and so there'll be a definite evidence of the call. Let me give you point number two. Point number two, the call will be a difficult call. People will not like what you have to say, Gunner. I'm going to tell you that right now. There'll be parents who will oppose you when you preach to their youth. There'll be youth who will oppose you. There'll be people in the church who will oppose you. Very people that fill the pews won't like the words you say because their heart's being pricked by the Spirit of God. Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 1, listen to this. Now Pasher, the son of Immer, the priest who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. What did he prophesy? He said doom was coming to this city because they were stiff-necked toward God. And watch this. He prophesied these things. Then verse 2, Then Pasher struck Jeremiah the prophet and put him in stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. In other words, for preaching the gospel, he was persecuted by this man and he was put in stocks so that people could make fun of him, spit on him, and smack him as they walked by. That's what they would do to people who were in stocks and who were in chains in public places. They would smack them. They would grab their hair and pull it and spit on them. All because he prophesied truth. People aren't going to like what you have to say. The message will often cause people to react in an adverse manner. Jesus was asked to leave a city and to leave a region because of what he preached and because he set a man free who was demon-possessed. He, he was pushed to the uh, edge of a cliff to be thrown off because the people of Nazareth did not like what he had to say. Then he was beaten and put to death, all because he preached righteousness, healed the sick, Cast out devils. Come on, y'all with me tonight? People can't take it. What about Paul? He was stoned, imprisoned, beaten, and then put to death for his messages. Remember in, in Acts 16, him and Silas were in, in jail at the midnight hour. The Bible says they began to, to pray and to sing praises unto God and the very jail was shook. And I want you to know, even though people don't like our message, even though people will oppose us, even though the call of the ministry will be difficult, I want you to know God will never forsake you and he will never leave you. Amen. Look at this in Jeremiah 20. Verse 7, O Lord, you induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I, and I have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Listen to what Jeremiah is saying. He's having derisions daily, but God is his deliverer and the one who's moving him forward. He says, everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted, violence and plunder, because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. See, to the world, the word of God is a reproach. And even saints of God to some in the church. And what really makes ministry difficult is the very people, Gunner, that you help the most will oftentimes be the very people who will leave you the fastest. It's an amazing thing. 
Then we read in Jeremiah 20 and verse number nine. Then I said, I will not make mention. Listen, Jeremiah was tired of preaching. He was in stocks. He was locked up. People are, are spitting on him and beating him. He said, I'm not going to speak of him again. But look at what he says. I will not make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. You can't help but declare it. You can't be quiet. You can't be silent. If you're filled with the Spirit of God and you're living for Jesus, I want you to know you can't hold back. He says, I was weary of holding it back and I could not. And you will not be able to either. Even when people mock you, Fear will try to overtake you. People will be watching to see if you stumble, wanting to get revenge upon you when you do stumble, and will want to quit. Uh, um, and you'll want to quit, wondering in the middle of the night if God is even for you, if God is with you, or if He's forgotten you. I want you to know right now, because you have a definite call on your life. When times get difficult, that's when God will be the brightest in your life. And the last thing is the call has to be divine. It must be divine. The reason you can't quit is because the Lord is with you. And He's empowered you to overcome and to deliver people by the words that you speak as God mixes His ability with your words. People's lives will be transformed. Jeremiah 20 and verse number 11. The Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. I want everybody in here to know when people mock you and make fun of you at work, rejoice because the Lord is with you in a mighty way. When they call you Jesus freaks, rejoice. When they ridicule you because you speak in tongues, rejoice. When the word of the Lord comes to you and you speak it out and they tell you it's a bunch of nonsense, rejoice because the mighty one is with you. It says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty awesome one. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble. Notice now Jeremiah turns it back on them. He said, it won't be me that stumbles. It'll be my persecutors that stumble. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. In other words, Jeremiah is remembering that as long as God is with him, no matter how difficult the call is, because his call was definite, I want you to know something right now. This divine call cannot quit. Acts 19.11, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and diseases left them and evil spirits went out from them. Even when Paul was cast, was cast out of the city, stone left for dead, the brothers gathered around him and prayed. He got back up, went in, preached to the city and healed the sick. Acts 5.15, says this about Peter and they brought the sick out into the streets laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits and they were all healed they're going to come looking for the answer and Gunner you have it his name is Jesus it's not all the wisdom you've gained from men by sitting in classes 
They are aids. It's the Spirit of God on the inside and the Word of the Lord that is alive and powerful. That is what will set the captive free. Your hands being used by the Spirit of God will be what will heal people so that they can move forward in life. It's a challenge, but it's here for you. It's here for you to take the mantle now and to walk forward and be what God has called you to be.